you gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next when they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. Yo, what up? This is Manny Digital. This is Emilio the Poet. Yeah, we got a repeat customer, repeat guest on the show uh, today. But we're kind of going down a slightly different path, um, just given the turn of events with uh, what's going on all over the world. Um, The COVID-19 pandemic hitting every facet of life right now. Um, But given the lack of basketball content that's happening right now, as as it relates to you know the major major networks and whatnot, um, a big portion of that was going to be the NCAA and their uh, tournament. Um, as we know, it stopped kind of overnight. In some cases, got started and then stopped. Uh, March twelfth. March twelfth was the date. Uh, happens to be Emilio the poet's birthday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, with us is Mr. Terrence Rencher. When he was on the show originally, he was assistant coach at uh, at uh, ooh, San Diego, University of San Diego. Yeah. Um, but now he switched hats, and now he's an assistant coach over at Creighton. So before we get talking, I just want to make sure everybody pays their respect to this man and gives him a round of applause. There we go. Hercules, Hercules. Y'all, I just want to chime in. I just want to say one thing before we get started. You mentioned you mentioned former customer. He ain't bought shit from me. Right? <laughs> so if you're a customer, I got a book out called Apple Pony. Only on Amazon. <laughs> All right, we'll check for it. We'll check for it. <laughs> now you know what? It's actually it's been a while since we talked about the book. Um, Emilio, why don't you real quick big up the book? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so I got a book out. It's a spoken word poetry book called I'm a Poet and You Know It, Volume 1. It's on Amazon.com. Um, and if you see me, you might can get it. Um, I just got to make some new orders. But we got Volume 2 coming out later this year. Hopefully, when all this shit clear up. You know what I mean? Put a little, put a little Lysol in the air and hopefully this shit go away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so you, you moved over to Creighton. Yeah. Um, kind of mid-season, right? Yeah, it was like after the... Four or five games into the season, yeah, yeah, it was a little different. Um, no real precedent for assistant coach bouncing after four or five games and joining another program at that point of the year. So it was a little, little bit different, a little bit strange. But I mean, I, I, I'm dealing with, I'm working with, and for some really good people at Creighton, and they made it as smooth as, as seamless as that type of transition can be. So it was, it was a comfortable deal is it, for for what it was worth. That, that's an interesting piece because uh, I, I don't know enough to know whether or not that is something that happens on a reg or kind of, you know, un, uh, not normal. You just mentioned this, that there hasn't really been a precedent. How, how does that, and I don't want you to get into too many, you know, personal details, but like with respect to how something like that is made seamless or, or pretty smooth, I have to imagine that's really challenging. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you know, it's, it's, 
it's already hard enough when you go to a new situation during the off season, right? And you're trying to connect with kids and build trust and, you know, slide into that situation and, and be part of it. But, um, you know, this was obviously a little bit different. I, I had nobody to call. I mean, I think about guys who I can bounce stuff off of and get their perspective. And I did reach out to some guys, but nobody had ever been in that position. Uh, right. It's just so, so, such a rare circumstance. Um, but it was a deal. I had a relationship with a couple of pe- people who were already on staff at Creighton. Uh, me and Coach McDermott knew of each other a little bit, not not great. Um, but it was something that, you know, for lack of a better, for not putting myself out there, it was it was in the works. Uh, you know, okay. it was something that I kind of knew would come down the pipe. I just didn't know that the timing was going to um, be be as such. I thought it would maybe sometime late summer, but obviously the NCAA dragged their feet in terms of, um, you know, making a ruling on the last guy who I replaced. And uh, it just kind of worked out that way with the timing. Um, I, I, it was funny. I actually coached my last game with San Diego on a Sunday night at, at Washington. We played at the University of Washington on a Sunday night. I met Creighton in Vegas on Tuesday for a tournament. So it was like bang, bang. Wow. And here we go. So, uh, wow. but like, it, it was different. It was crazy. But like I said, man, I, I'm, I'm with some really good people. Um, and they, they made it as, as seamless as possible. And to be honest, I've been there since November. Now I feel like I've been there a couple years already. That, that's how that's how cool of a transition it's been. So congratulations to you, man, for that, yeah. for that, that. transition. That's what's thank up. You. Thank yes, you. Sir. Thank you. That's dope. Yes, sir. Uh, we, we here at Dribbling Dimes. We support the hustle. Um, Absolutely. Gotta 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 yeah, climb all yeah. them ladders and try to get the best opportunity for everybody. So that's that's what's yeah up. yeah. And you know the Big East man, that's home. That's home, home turf. Even though you know Creighton is not an original member of it, you know we, we we play a big part in it now. And just to have opportunity to be part of it at this point, couldn't couldn't pass it up. No brainer for me. That's what's up. So so let's. And I just let, want, I just, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Milo. No, I just want to say, man, dribbling dimes, we support one of our own. You know what I'm saying? Because we, we likenesses. You know what I'm saying? You represent where we come from, et cetera, like that. So we big you up, my brother. You know what? I got my hoodie right. I, I should I, I have You should have put your hoodie on, man. You messed up. I should have. I killed it. See, man, you killed it. <laughs> it's right, it's right you dropped it, man. You dropped the shit. <laughs> you got the hoodie right. Maybe maybe for the second half of the interview, I had a hoodie on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... So let's get into the meat and potatoes, if you will. Um, yeah. So like I said, and, and the world already obviously is, is going through the pain of this. Uh, and I'll just give you some context. Like I, I work in the digital advertising space. And a lot of, in this season right now, sports are pretty dominant, right? And so there mm-hmm. is, there's a lack of, ba- you know, not necessarily just basketball, but sports content all over yeah. the digital landscape. So, you know, you probably heard this yourself and you've probably been an advocate of this. Like, you know, ESPN's got that, that Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls documentary that's supposed yeah. to be coming out soon. Let it go. Let yeah, it go. everybody's like, yo, what's up? Especially <laughs> right. now, right? Uh, I found out that they haven't even finished the editing or whatnot, so that's kind of what the delay is. I figured. figured but that. but in, in, that, in that sense, um, people all over the world were counting on the NCAA, right, right. Uh, to kind of help carry the torch for, for basketball along with the NBA, but really like marches NCAA oh, yeah. time, right? Um, as as it was coming, so March 11th, I, I want to start there with you, right? You're already in New York, I assume, with your team. Yeah. With Creighton. Yep. Let's let's kind of specify here. Um, and you guys are probably going through your, your normal routine, kind of mm-hmm. getting ready for things. Yep. Take me through what that day looked like for you, just because things were already kind of shifting, and you, I'm sure you guys have heard, we were hearing things. Yeah. So like, what, what yeah, was it yeah. that was going on? It was, 
it, it, it started getting eerie at the, actually on the 11th because we went to, uh, as a staff, we went and watched um, uh, the uh, St. John's play Georgetown because we were playing the winner of that game. So we, we were at the Garden and it was a great atmosphere. But they had already announced that they probably would continue the tournament without fans. So you're sitting there watching this game and it's good energy in there and it's like, man, so nobody's going to be in here tomorrow. So it's, it's kind of starts seeping in a little bit um, how weird that might be. Uh, but at the same time, on the flip side, it's like you got to prepare the guys. You got to go about business as usual. You can't, you know, step out of yourself because we've been doing it a certain way all year. So we got to kind of stay in that in that zone. Um, so we we. We were kind of like, okay, at that point, it was we'll play probably tomorrow with nobody in the building, which is like, man, I, I'm a competitor. You line them up, we're going to play. But, I mean, it's the guard. It's the Big East tournament. To think about it with nobody in the building, it was like it was, it was, it was a little bit of um, a letdown, to, yeah. to be honest with you, thinking of it, right? So we get back to the hotel that night. We're watching film of St. John's, game planning, talking to the guys. And, uh, you know, we, we, we told them it's not going to be anybody at the, game, at the game tomorrow except a couple hundred people on both sides. Um, but, obviously, we're coach and we got administration around. So, they're also telling us, like, hey, you know, this thing might not even go. Mm. Uh, wow. So, now you're juggling all types of emotions. Like, okay, you, you know, obviously, you got to put it all into preparing and getting ready to play. But in the back of your mind, it's like the NBA just canceled tonight. Leagues are starting to cancel. It's like, are we going to wake up and – they're going to say, you know, it's a no-go. So that's kind of how, as a staff, we felt, you know, going to bed on, on, on the 11th. Like, we'll wake up and come to breakfast tomorrow and tell the guys that, you know, the, the deal's been canceled. So, you know, move, you know, fast forward, wake up, we had breakfast, and, you know, it's like, all right, business as usual. We're going to play, fellas. Let them know, you know, we're going over the last parts of the game plan and all that kind of stuff at breakfast. We go over to the arena. And it's crazy because as a staff, we are literally waiting for them to say, it's over. It, it's over. Right. So it's like, OK, we're going through warm ups. Right, we bring them back in the locker room. We're going through like right before the 10 minute, 10 minutes before the game. We're going through our last prep, you know, some key points. We go back out right before the tip. There's a little bit of a delay. So sometimes you think it's just TV. You know, sometimes it's just mm -hmm. TV and, you know, they're trying to sync it up to get 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 the, the, the opening tip going. But it just felt different. And, uh, you know, I lean towards our director of operations who sits next to me on the bench. And he's like, I think they're going to call this game right now, like wow. before the jump ball. That's You Obviously, know what? Let, let me let me kind of intervene a second because yeah. that's what everybody was speculating, right? Like I was yeah. listening to um, ESPN Radio here up up until leading up to that, right? And everybody there, it's, it was uh, Chris Canty and um, David Rothenberg and, um, uh, and Humpty. And it was like, yeah, they, they'd be foolish to, to tip off. Because it's meaningless at that point. That's how, that's how they were describing it, right? And I'm I, I'm agreeing I'm agreeing with that. I'm like, yo, what are you playing for? If everybody else is shut down, the foreseeable future, there's really no point to this, right? And so, you guys, uh, on the precipice of all this happening, are you guys concerned health wise at this point? You know, it, it, it's so much going on that you can't even really get to that part. We hadn't even got to that part yet, right? I mean, because here, here, here's, here, here we are as, as a staff and as a program that have had an unbelievable season, um, trying to keep this thing rolling, uh, looking forward to a great opportunity in March, and you're just trying to stay there just in case this all this is a fluke and you got to get back to playing. So yeah. you, you're kind of fighting your emotions in a way, right, to try to, okay, we, you don't want to be caught off guard and, and they say, okay, we're back on, and now 
you got to try to re rev the motor up. You know what I mean? So we try to stay in that zone. Um, and at that at, at that point, it was just about are we playing or are we not playing? It, it, to really to be honest, it, the 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 threat of a virus wasn't really paramount to us. Um, it wasn't until they came in the locker room at halftime and said, you know, the tournament's canceled, game's over, everybody get out the arena, and then we started making plans to like get the plane and get back and you know, the sense of urgency started heating up and that's when you start to say, like, okay, this is something beyond sports. Right. This is this is a humanity issue. And um now we gotta start taking real precaution and, 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 and being safe and making sure our guys get back home and you know, in, in the best manner possible. So it wasn't really until we started really literally walking out Madison Square Garden that the real part of it hit us. It was like, okay, now this is serious, this is a health crisis and we got we have to um you know, go about it the right way at this point. What was the, what was the general sense uh, you felt in the locker room with the players? Uh, what was their kind of was their attitude about it? Yeah, it was it, it, it was a mix. It was it was just a weird feeling, man. I mean, it, so at, at, to a degree, there was a little bit of relief that okay, finally there's some answers because these guys obviously right. they have phones, they have families, so they're getting all the same information. You might play, you might not play. Even as we're trying to mind mind mess with their mind and keep yeah. them right. on, on, on task. Focus, yeah. Uh, so. It, in a, in a sense, there was a little bit of relief that they knew, okay, the tournament's can't, we're not playing. But at the same time, there was tremendous disappointment in our locker room just because, like I said, we had put ourselves in position. We're looking forward to the opportunity of, of March. And, um, you know, it was kind of those two raw emotions, a little bit of disappointment, a little bit of relief. And then at that point, then we started just trying to make arrangements to get guys home and get guys with their families and out of harm's way. So, um it, it was that, but you know, to be honest, to take it somewhere else for us, you know, our, our point guard Marcus Zagorowski ended up hurting his knee in the Seton Hall game. He was not going to be available for us in the postseason, so it was like oh. it was going to be tough. You know, it, it was going to be tough without without a key piece. So gotcha. you know, in a, in a way, it kind of worked out if you want to say that. Yeah. But at the same time, you you feel for the guys who were available and were healthy and were looking forward to the opportunity. And I mean, it's just hard, man. I've been coaching twelve years. This would have been my first NCAA tournament. Uh, as a coach so you know it's one of the things that you know and you kind of talking to the guys over over the phone recently just talk to them about listen you know you hear stuff we we got coach speak and play this game like it's your last nothing's ever guaranteed i mean this is a great example of Mm. of all of that stuff right here so you know hopefully we can use this learning tool and um you know our guys will continue to stay hungry we pretty much got the same group back next year and you know we can dangle this carrot as we as we try to chase it next season what what does it feel like? Uh, I'm sure you got some seniors uh, yeah. that uh, are no longer going to be a part of the program, and I'm I'm not really certain what their future leaning opportunities <clears throat> might look like. Maybe they're thinking about going overseas, or maybe there's an opportunity to go pro in the in the league. I don't I don't really I haven't followed Crane, so I don't know the, the right. pedigree of the players. Right. Um. What What do you tell them in this moment in in their life? Well, I mean, we luckily for us, I mean, we have one guy who's a senior, um, just one player. Like I said, we'll have a whole knock on wood. I'll have a whole cast of characters back next year. Um, but he's of Mexican descent. Uh, he's 6'11". He's going to be fine in terms of having an opportunity to play beyond this. Um, you know, you just tell him, you know, you, you feel bad for him. Um, and obviously you got to let him know it's not isolated to you. Um, you know, there, there's hundreds of seniors who are sitting in the same position. Luckily for you, you're 6'11". You got a Mexican passport, and you you, right. you you you'll be playing for a while. So, right. um, 
you know, and, and you know, we, we had a great run. We got to share the championship in the Big East. We had the court storm, the cutting it down the nets. We won some games at, at Villanova, at Seton Hall, at Xavier. We have so many memories that these guys can take with them. And, um, you know, that's just what it is, man. I, we we got to leave him with that message that, um, you know, he contributed to something uh, monumental at our place. And uh, he'll have a content- chance to continue with his career. So, you know, you got to take that. I have a question for you. Um, you're speaking pretty much like it's, the season's over. And I wonder yeah. if that is um, – was there any talk about like, a possible continuation of, like in a few months down the road? Or is it just – is it officially like that's it? Yeah, I mean, we, we were notified pretty much a day or two afterwards that the, it was going to be canceled. You know, when, okay. when they use the word cancel, there's no Great postponement. Business. And, you know, with the NCAA tournament, these, these things are planned out years in advance. And it was All just right. going to be hard for them to try to patch, patch this thing together. I, I think at right. one point they were saying they were going to try to get the top 16 teams together and do it over one weekend with no fans. And, you know, as much as we want to compete and have some finality to it, there's still some... Um, parts of March Madness that just wouldn't fit without the other, right? I mean, yeah. we could play the tournament, and we can do all of that, but if there if there's no fans, if there's no hoopla, if that if that, ex- if that part of the experience isn't involved, then it, it would cheapen it. And uh, I right. hate to say that. I hate to right. say that uh, as a competitor, as a guy who wants to see who is the best and some finality, but it, it's just I don't think it would have been worth it, you know, to go through right. it to those extremes. And you know, like I said, you know, health is the most important thing, and you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. As we see, this thing is pretty serious. So everybody made the right decisions in terms of shutting stuff down. Yeah, I appreciate the fact that uh, we're uh, in the throes of of exemplifying what social distancing looks like right now doing this podcast. <laughs> uh, so, so, so thank you all Perfect for participa- participating. Yeah, but if y'all call, if I'm out of this motherfucker. <laughs> so, hey, man, I'm from Corona. From where I'm from, the block I'm from, a Corona wouldn't last two weeks on my block, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I should be scared of your block, huh? <laughs> Yo, so so I was able to watch a game, a high school game, uh, mm-hmm. with no fans, right? Um, ah. Yo, that the, so I was watching. Um, it was Scanlon versus St. Raymond, mm. uh, and they were in the playoffs. In, uh, you know, co- that was the last game, right? Was yeah, that, that the last one. That was the last one, right? And I want to say it might have been the 11th or maybe even the 12th. I, I don't remember. But anyway, it was the most unnerving, I'd almost say disgusting feeling to watch that and hear the coaches very clearly coaching throughout the entire game. Yeah. Like, Sneaker squeaking, ball oh, bouncing clearly. Yo, it was te- like you heard every, every conversation. Almost like if somebody was whispering, you could hear it. And, and it was like, Yo, it was the craziest experience. Like I was, the fact that we didn't get to see that collegiate, you know, in the NCAA, I'm happy about because yeah, it yeah, would have left such a bad taste in people's mouths. That I mean, I, you would rebound for sure, but it would just be a bad way to end. Like let the coronavirus be the bad thing in everybody's mouth right. that nobody can control. Right. You know, can't control it. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, man, we were in the garden, and I think we were able to bring 200 family and friends and close people to the program and St. John's was able to do the same. So you're talking about, and then obviously with the people who work in, what are you talking about? 500, 600 people in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, nah. And the, the, to, to the credit of the people who were there, I mean, they were going hard in terms of cheering just to kind of make, try to make up for it. You could tell, you know, yeah. it was a little right. bit extra, but it just didn't, it just didn't feel right. I mean, I'll be honest with you just, and you could see it in the play, like the performance. I mean, the guys were playing hard, but it just, 
the detail wasn't there, that, that extra oomph wasn't there. And, um, you know, it, that's the reality of it, man. Dude, these guys feed off of the crowd. I mean, obviously, crowds play a big part in games in terms of the tension that's created. Um, you know, obviously, support or lack of support for the, the opponent, whatever the case may be, the crowd is always the X factor with the energy and just the, you know, the enthusiasm of the environment. And without it, man, it just it, it sucked the life out of the deal. Yeah. Um, mm. So, you know, that's the reality of it. You know, we would like to sit here and say, oh, no, we hooping, doesn't matter who's in the stands. Because, we, you know, we were going to do that. If they said we were going to play without no fans, we would have did it. That's, right. it. It is what it is. But it's called a spade a spade. I mean, you, and, you know, dudes want to perform. Like, I, as, as a competitor, you want people to watch you. You want to see, you want, especially at this, this time of year, you want yeah. as many eyes on you as possible. And maybe you can have your moment. Your team can have their moment. And, you know, you can etch yourself in lore. But... It just wasn't meant to be. And, you know, as we got going with that first half of that St. John's game, you could just feel it. And um, like I said, it was a, a a good amount of relief when Stu Jackson came in the back and said, this this thing is, is shut down. Done. Yeah. You know, I, I got to say, like, you know, I guess these are the things we may take for granted. But, like, fans play a huge, huge role in basketball. Like, even us as fans just watching on TV, I, you know, we, the hoopla is there. So yeah. being there, present, I think it's just it's like the sixth man on the court yeah. uh, uh, yeah, in the absolutely. game, so to speak. But you know, it, it creates the 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 the, imp- the impact is felt through the fans. Basically, yeah, we created no the drama mm-hmm. is like raised, and it's it's true, man. It's like shooting around by yourself. Basically, it's not the same shooting around by yourself than no. Think about know, think about all the times you went to the park by yourself, motivated to shoot and work on right. your game, and then. After about the sixth time, you had to chase the ball on the other, right. down the other court. You're like, man, <laughs> yeah, this shit is <laughs> <I'm fine>. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, That's so That's same real. thing, man. Same thing. But you know, I, at some point, we'll get back to it, and you know, you gotta, gotta, you gotta pick up the pieces. Uh, like you said, it's nobody's fault. And, um, you know, it's just it's history, though. It's definitely history, yeah. and uh, something that's gonna go down in in in, in, the, in the books. How do you how do you foresee the impact of and, and this goes beyond Creighton, right? Like people that might have been having an opportunity to go pro um, now, you know, unless they're like the top five or so picks. Like in my mind, it becomes really difficult um, for you know the, all the extra stuff that's supposed to be happening right around yeah. now for for these guys to try to turn yeah. pro. Like, how do you see things actually happening? Just I mean, I, I guess, you know, depending on how quickly this thing goes over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's hard to it's hard to figure out because actually we have a kid, one of our guards, Tyshawn Alexander, who was a uh, first team all Big East. He's a junior. You know, he, he wants to test it and see where he stands. But who knows what that looks like? I mean, the NBA talking about I mean, there's a lot of rumors and innuendo going about about how the NBA is going to resume deal. But they even talking about doing a December to August League. I mean, how does that impact college guys? I mean, so it's so many unknowns right now, so much uncertainty um, that, like you said, if, if I'm not a top five, ten guy off the rip, I don't know if I mess with it right now. It's just right. it's just too many unknowns. And, um, you know, to put your, you know, I think our kids and our parents are smart enough now, you can't put your eggs in, a, in an unknown basket. Uh, mm. you, know, you might as well go back to school. Obviously, I'm a little biased with our guy, but Come back to school, keep getting better, and put yourself in position next year when it's a little bit more stability within this deal. I don't know why my neighbor's cutting his grass right now. Yeah, yeah, That's a whole other story. He yeah, he, 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 he heard I was going to be on here today. <laughs> so he hated a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any answers, man. Like, we, we are multiple times a day by group texts and staff 
compliance officers and all that sending out emails just trying to stay in the loop and update it but as 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 frantic as it is right now to be honest with you it's not a whole lot of traction being gained you know what i mean it's kind of right now we just we're gonna get out um online next week get our guys back going in terms of academics next week and that's what we know right now you know beyond that everything is still up in the air and you know we, we waiting on we waiting on answers we waiting on information just like everybody else I have, a, I have a comment to share. Kind of, it's open ended here. Just kind yeah. of. So I read yesterday that um, Ice Cube. Uh huh. Three. He's saying he's. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay. No, I read yesterday um, in an article that Ice Cube from the Big Three was uh-huh. going to have a quarantined um, kind of like league. So basically, he's gonna, I guess, test everybody that comes in. I don't know if it's the players. I haven't read. You know, th- there was kind of like just a kind of glimpse of that. I wonder to you guys if if with all the other ideas floating around if that would be a possibility going forward uh for any whether college nba what have you do you think that that is a reasonable thing to do where it's like you know kind of like test everybody to go that goes into an arena or something and then go forward or do you think it's it just it doesn't make sense anymore i mean it, it makes sense on on a, on a fundamental level, um, now the, the 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 execution and the resources that that, that go with that, uh, I'm sure that would make it challenging. Um, you know, obviously already, you know, in terms of college athletics, I'm sure universities are already concerned about their boosters and their alumni and their donors. You know, pulling back right now just because of you know the financial crisis that's you know yeah. a result of what we're dealing with. So, you know, when it comes to testing everybody and especially when it comes to testing guys who are quote-unquote healthy um when they're people who need the testing obviously um so i i just think it's it's so many unknowns and i I don't think that's really feasible just based off the fact that like i said the resources um and and the people who need it you know what i mean not to say that college athletes don't need it but I'm sure there are people who are more in, di- in more dire straits in terms of that testing and and, right. and and the protocols that come with staying healthy with this deal. So, that, right. I, I like the I like the thought process, but I think the execution would be be a little tough. I, right. I, the way I look at it, <clears throat> and I mean, you know, not to discount the difficulties, right? Like you got people losing jobs. Like the the reality of the effects of all of this is going to be felt for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like you know, God forbid we all lose our jobs, right? If we still have our health, we can we can get that back at some point. If we got you know, if we got right. the, the mental stability to do so. So I, I'm all you know, live, fight to live another day for me is realer than ever. So mm-hmm. I, I'd rather if I'm if I'm Ice Cube, if I'm any league right now, I'll take that L, no matter how much it's right. going to cost me, because at the end of the day, it's not worth it. Like this, and and you know, back to March twelfth. I think March twelfth was probably the day that this got really real for me. No question, no question. Not that I was playing with it before. I was, you know, pseudo cautious, but this flipped the switch. Like this, it became all the way real for me. And when I hear the NBA shutting it down, and then I see what was going on in the NCAA. I was like, yo, this is beyond what I understand right now. Let me hold up and really educate myself on what's happening because the, these organizations, even though, you know, in the grand scheme, it sounded like the NCAA was like the more stubborn one among the, the bunch. Mm-hmm. 
it's when you know when it happened i was like nah bro so <laughs> big brother over here knows something that we don't and we need to really educate ourselves because this thing is coming through like a fucking cannonball and we're yep. about to catch it if we don't be careful yeah yeah and, and you know that's how you know when 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 they put the money to the side that's how you know it's real right yeah. now, and right. i'm not talking about a million dollars. Nah. Talking about a billion dollars that the NCAA gets off broadcasting the tournament. When they say, you know what, we can't do it just in the, in the sake of public safety. That's how you know. Okay, this is serious, yeah. serious, mm-hmm. serious. Yeah, I real. think we all kind of had the same sentiment, right? When it first happened, like, oh man, they tripping on. Here we go again. It was Ebola one year. It was the SARS. It was right. the bird flu. It was this. It was that. It was Y two K. It was all you know. They, and, then, <laughs> and then when Anthrax. that hits. Yeah, anthrax and all of this, the terror alert is orange today and all, all of whatever whatever we've dealt with in the past. Right. When they when when the when big money people started sacrificing their big money, that's when it's like, oh, okay, now I need to I do need to wash my hands. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and 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 follow all those protocols because um, you know, you know, in our world, man, so it's, it's sad to say, but money rules everything. And when they're willing to put that on the back burner, you know we we we're in a crisis, so um, just weird, man. It, it, it doesn't get any weird, less weird by the day for me. You know what I mean? It's like, right. man, it's, just, it's almost like a movie. It's like movie type status. And, you know, you, you, you find yourself wondering, okay, when is it going to end? What is it going to look like when it ends? Um, you know, when it does end, is people going to brush this off and we're going to get back to doing what we do as Americans? Or are we going to really take heed to, you know, keep ourselves out of these positions moving forward? Uh, so it's so many unanswered questions, man. And, uh, you know, me and my family, we just trying to do our part to, you know, keep it contained, not 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 put ourselves in any harm, and uh, you know, try to try to ride this thing out. So, and I'm sure you guys are doing the same thing. Fact. Yeah, absolutely. Fact-o. Actually, um, I wanted to touch on uh, what man, my brother was saying. Um, so March 11th, I was watching the Dallas Mavericks game. Uh, Dallas was playing. Uh, uh, I think they were playing Zion Williamson, if I'm yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever. Don't matter. But anyway, the point being is. Yeah. The- the at Zion, halftime, the Zion no, Williamsons. Had, <laughs> Zion Williamsons. <laughs> that's what everybody call him. They don't even call him the, the Pelicans. Williams. Yo, he's a, he's phenomenal. Let's talk about him. He's, he's... Anyway, I'm watching the game, and at halftime, they um they said something about oh that this game might be canceled, and uh, you know like so they they're already talking, and then they officially canceled the, the the next game, which the Kings were playing the Pelicans, and I was like, yo, son, this is. This, uh, you know what I mean? And then I heard another game, Oklahoma City was canceled. So I was like, yo, this is real. Like, So mind you, my birthday was the next day, March 12th. I had plans to go out March 12th. <laughs> Put that shit on. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hold on a second now. <laughs> it pissed off some people. You know what I mean? I'm on shaky turns with some friends. Put it that way. Hey. But I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Listen, I'd rather be a live pussy than a dead dick. <laughs> Hold on, his his name his oh, neighbor's man, not man his, his neighbor don't no, want no. His neighbor said, "I don't give a fuck about your birthday plans, Emilio." <laughs> <laughs> fuck, your, fuck your birthday, fuck Terrence, Richard. Yeah, all of it. <laughs> fuck all of it. So I got I got one final question before we get out of here. Um, uh-huh. may, maybe two, but let's let's focus on one. Um, how does this all affect recruiting for you? Um, well, here's the, the, the beauty in it. If, if there is any, everybody's dealing with the same thing, right? So it's not like Seton Hall can do something that we can't do, but Villanova can do it. It's everybody's in the same boat. All you can do is work your phones right now. And, you know, 
um, that's really it, man. You just got to, you know, in a way, to be honest, especially at this time of year, because things happen so fast with transfers a lot of the times in a normal year. This is even slowing the kids down a little bit because they can't get out. They can't visit places. So it's slowing everybody down a little bit. And you're getting to know these people a little bit more. Mm. You know what I mean? You're not just trying to rush to get them signed and get them to campus and get it done. You know, you, you, you're having more conversation. You're having more communication. Um, so you're getting a better feel for people um, in terms of this process. Um, you know, other than that, it, it is what it is. I mean, I've, I've adopted, um, you know, just, just the, the sentiment of, listen, I can't change it. It's out of my control. You know, I'm, I'm going to work the best within the guidelines that we have and, you know, try to put us in position with some kids when this thing's over with, we get them to campus and get them signed up. But, um, you know, right now it's just, you just work the phones and it, uh, it's only so much that you really want to do throughout the course of the day and talking to people. But, um, yeah. that's just part of our reality. And, um, you know, that, that's it. Um, nothing, nothing more, nothing less. And, you know, you just gotta, you gotta keep a presence, uh, about yourself. I think, you know, we, we got some, um, video guys who put together a lot of social media, uh, content for us to shoot the kids, um, you know, it, it's good when you come off the kind of year that we had. I mean, we got a lot of good, positive stuff to send out to guys and exciting, uh, pieces that, um, you know, have, have, um, details about our program and, and, and the journey we've been on. So, you know, it, it could be worse, man. That's kind of what I'm always reminding myself of in terms of professionally, personally, it can always be worse. Um, you know, as long as we, 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 we take this thing serious, take precaution, stay safe, um, you know. Sports to get back to where it's at, and um, you know we'll, we'll this will be in a sadly this will be a distant memory at some point. But until then, man, we we, we got to do what's necessary for, for us to get out of it. Yeah, and um, you know just 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 stay safe with everything. But yeah, just just hitting the phones up recruiting wise, and like I said, I, I'm cool with it because you know nobody has an advantage in that regard. I have a, I have a, one quick question for yeah. both of you. Um, actually, so you know, given all the, the climate and shutting down of all these industries and etc., um, I still see a lot of people who don't really take this seriously. I wonder if you guys think that this is uh, like what I'm hearing around here is like, oh, uh, you know, it's another one of those. You know, we mentioned anthrax and all these other things. I wonder if your lives at all have altered, or if you think this is another propaganda bigger than what it is. I just you don't have to answer deeply if you don't want to get too deep, but I'm just asking on the surface if you do have a, a kind of just to chime in, just to like for our viewers. Yeah, I mean, I, real quick, I mean, for me personally, I'll be honest, it, it's a little bit of a tug of war at times, just because as a as a black man in this country, you know, it's it's hard to trust everything that mm. gets posted online, gets ran across your TV screen. It's just. Uh, you know, and that's just kind of part of where we come from, too. You can't just, you're not always going to just take what's given to you on the surface, right? right? You want right. to peel back a couple layers and put your own perspective to a little bit of it. Use past history as a little bit of a guide to what's going on and, uh, currently. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to act like you're smarter than the medical field right. or, or, or the masses, right? So, you know, I think it's just, you, you got to be mindful of what you take in and, 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 you know, what's, what's real to you. But at the same time, you got to understand there is, this is reality, right? right? Now the scope of it changes based off what channel you're watching, but the right. fundamental issue is there's a virus going around and it, and it, it can really screw some stuff up. So I just leave it there, man. And, you know, leave, leave all the other investigative stuff to smart dudes like yourselves. Y'all, y'all tell me at the end. Y'all tell me what's really real, man. I just, yeah. I just don't want to get the cough. That's all. Yeah, uh, your wife must love you, man, because you made me feel like a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> My head is 
For your own personal health, don't listen to shit that I might recommend on health issues. <laughs> right. my, my last name ain't Fauci. I'm gonna tell you right now. Right. <laughs> Yo, but um last last thing, I knew there was gonna be something else. There's a rumor out there in the NCAA. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get your take on this. That your TikTok game is pretty popping. My TikTok game. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what people. I'm TikTok, telling you, like big wigs in the NCAA said, you be putting out some crazy TikTok videos, nah, back, battling nah, you your daughter. <laughs> no, my daughter is heavy, heavy, heavy on TikTok. And there's a couple. Here's a problem with all of this. And you know, I, I'm. I'm a bronze dude. I like to I like to keep my b-boy stance. Yeah, man, yo, throw it up, man. Throw the X up, goddamn. But <laughs> but like this kids that I'm recruiting that are on TikTok and my daughter's on TikTok and it's like you kind of got to get involved, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, to to stay to stay in that loop, you got to kind of get involved. So I my TikTok game is way down. But you know, I'm just I'm just trying to I'm just trying to stay cool with with with, with some 16, 17 year old kids that Eventually, can help us win some games and get a good free education, man. Right. That's that's the extent of my TikTok game right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. You gotta play ball sometimes. That's all. Got to, got to. Yo, send send my love to uh to Miss Jazzy Faye and the whole fam, man. No it doubt. was uh, a Appreciate pleasure you. meeting there. Appreciate you, fellas. And I hope you guys stay safe out there, man. Definitely. Y'all do the same thing, man. Always appreciate you guys having me on, man. Keep rocking, man. Y'all doing big things. Sure, dog. All right, peace. All right, fellas. All right, later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.